0: Another week, another podcast. Power Post Game Report. Let's get it. What's up, world? You are listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report. We're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 5 of Book 4, Force. I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is... Carlos D. How you doing, sir? Can't complain. Another week in the books, another episode of Power.
1: Big one. Yeah.
0: This was a this was a big episode. I'm doing all right. Um, I had a lot of mixed emotions about this one, but overall, generally pleased with this episode. Any? Go ahead. I mean, it was like um to me, it had it had a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of stuff that we used to it. um when it comes to you know power. It had a lot of action, which is always fun. Um, it had some stuff that made me like, what is going on? Uh, but the the biggest takeaway I got from this episode was how quick it was it was a very short episode to me indeed and then every scene i felt was like very quick it was like constantly switching constantly switching i feel like the longest scene might have lasted two minutes at the most and then they were on to the next scene on to the next scene so it was a a a fast-paced episode um a lot of interesting twists and a lot of uh, and a a couple of hair scratchers but that's been the course of this entire season so I mean, but overall, I think it was a quality episode. I'm not gonna complain about the episode in general. I enjoyed the majority of it. I think it was a fun episode. Um, really got a lot of nostalgia for like the action-packed things that they used to do. Uh, you know, do they all make sense? Of course not, but you know, it's TV. So, what you gonna do? What were right. your overall thoughts of it? Uh, same. Um, there was a lot. This this definitely felt like a mid-season finale episode, um, but we know they're coming back next week. Um, I actually looked a little bit ahead, and they are going to take a break before the last two episodes. Um, But, yeah, a a lot went down. Um, A lot of big moves were made, and a lot of, like you said, some head-scratching decisions were made, one of which I might have pieced together logistically, um, and, you know, uh, it's all speculation. Um, But, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. we ready to get in? Let's get it. All right, so episode kicks off with uh, repercussions. Tommy is thinking about uh the consequences of his actions and the ensuing storm that's about to brew. Um the 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 drama he's caused with um CBI and their inner drama, uh the the problems at the Flynn house. And uh yeah, he's got a lot to contemplate and of course we can't forget the serbs. can mm-hmm. Can't for the can't forget the serbs. Um but he's got a lot on his plate and he put it all there, you know. Uh, what did you think about him? Just kind of reflecting on everything, uh, giving us that if you haven't been here, although we've been here, uh, this is what's been going on right. in a flashback. Montage. It was like another uh, previously horned, but inside the episode. Right. Um, I, I liked it in the sense that I feel like it's good that he actually thinks about his thoughts. He, he doesn't really seem to think about him in the moment. He's like really impulse control, but I, it's good to see that he is reflected on the fact that his actions have ramifications and they can be dangerous ramifications. So I like the fact that they don't just breeze over everything. Like Tommy's always joking and, and laughing and thinking everything everything's going to turn out well. It's good to think that he is in deep thought about the bad situation he got himself in. And if he's going to be able to get himself out of it. So I appreciated that, the, the small detail of it. Even though it was basically a recap of a recap. Yeah, so uh, while I guess he's out clearing his head... Um, Claudia has to find a better way of getting in contact mm-hmm. with this dude. Like he don't have he's, a phone number. This is the yeah, is like, the exact same thing. I mean, damn. Like, and how does she know where he is all the time? Right. It, I mean, he's got probably the distinct car, but still, you just riding around looking for him. Chicago, a big city. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she definitely needs to find a way a better a better way of getting in contact with the guy. But uh, she wants to give him a demonstration of uh, we we find out later. Um, but although they, they they did mention it in the previous episode, the the drug is called um, Dahlia. Oh, okay. Um, and she gives him a sample, and I this was this was the first thing that I was just like this is a little extra. Um, it was actually like, a lot of sense. Like she didn't have to kiss him, uh, and then too, it was like instant. And she left him like, how he's supposed to get home? Yeah, this man was laid out in the middle of his car in the in the middle of downtown Chicago. Uh, and they never really explained how he gets home, just that he was really enjoying that high. So maybe she waited for him until he mellowed himself out and was able to get back in his car and go about his business. Uh, but we, this is um the first time we've seen Tommy like really put on his ass by drugs. Cause we literally seen uh, yeah, like I said, Lillard did. We've seen him mess with Coke a bunch of times. Uh, maybe probably smoke some weed. I don't know if they really show, they probably have showed him smoking some weed. Uh, but this drug was really one that um, put him down. Uh, and, it, and I think it's, to shows the, the power of it because we know Tommy ain't no lightweight when it comes to messing with with, with drugs. Um, but the drug seems to be everything everybody wants it to be uh, and, and it made him a strong believer in it and made him want to be uh, not only in business with Claudia, but also thinking ahead, trying to find a way to kit the drugs for himself as we, as we see when they transition to the next scene. Go for it. Uh, so next scene they're back at the lab and apparently Liliana is some type of chemist, master of all drugs. Um, <laughs> You know, I thought she was just somebody who could cook uh, Right, she, could I thought she just a Split it. some code up, but apparently she knows Everything about drugs uh, Where she got this background and degree, we don't know um, But you learn a lot of stuff when you're in the street So maybe she did just learn all about drugs Just from dealing with it um, But they kind of basically talk about it The plan is to Introduce the drug to um, to Start distributing the drug uh, But they want to they know a little bit more about it Before they can kind of get into it um, So of course she wants to try it um, and Tommy, I don't know if it's smartly or selfishly denies her the ability to try the drug. Don't sample it, even though he's bragging about how great it was, the high, the rush, uh, all the things that he enjoyed about it, but he's adamant that she does not try to give it a shot. Um, so, what'd you think about the, this this quick interaction between the, the ever-growing bosom-buzzy buddies? Yeah, indeed. And and that was mainly it. Like, um, everything you said, plus I like the fact that um, She's poking fun at the fact, and I'm glad he mentioned it too. Uh, her kissing him with it was a little over the top, um, but he de- he went for it. You know what I'm saying? Granted, he's you know he he ain't attached to nobody, but like I'm glad he said what I was thinking because even I was like that's that's a little extra. That's a bit much. You don't know this dude. You don't know where know where his mouth just been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also like the fact that she's she's you know the kid friend like. Like you liked it, ooh, you got a crush, you know, just kind of messing with them, and they're they're back and forth because he doesn't really like deny it. Uh, so I thought that was I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, but yeah, the bosom buddies are are growing more and more. Um, and yes, uh, the moment he told her not to to try it, I was like, okay, maybe not this episode, That's but eventually she gonna try, it. Mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Anything else on that before we move no, on? No. Okay. So we finally find out why Detective Bennigan is has been well kind of shadowing Diamond. He has the personal beef. Mm-hmm. Um there were some bad drugs that went out before Diamond went in. And uh someone that was close to Detective Benigan. Uh, did she die, or did it just mess her up? Well, it, they didn't really like, like fi. He just said it messed yeah. her up bad, so I don't know what that means. That, you know, that could mean she died from it, or could mean she just kind of effed up right now. Um, but yeah. we do—it it is good that we learned some backstory because that happened in season, not season one, episode one, and we haven't seen any interaction between the two since. Um, so right. it's good to see what that's all about. Um, I mean, this was like a, a good scene between these two. I mean, it was kind of—it had an intensity to it. Um, it had kind of threats on both ends that he's out to get, you know, I don't know if he's out to get revenge, but he's out to accept, get Diamond caught up because of what he did to his, I don't know if it's his mother, his father, his sister, it's somebody who was special in his life, Um but then also Diamond turns the tables and, and lets him know, hey, I know you're a dirty cop, and where I was at, uh there were a lot of dirty cops in that in, in jail too, so watch what you're doing, watch what you do, um, because you don't want to end up where I was. Um, so what'd you, what you think about this, this quick interaction between these two? I thought it was good. It was definitely needed. And, uh, on top of all that, I, again, we get the, the, you know, diamonds, newfound sense of tranquility where he's like, look, we could either keep hashing out this old stuff or you could try to move forward. Um, which I, I couldn't tell. I mean, Bennigan was clearly flustered when he, when he put, uh, when he found out that like, yeah, he knows that I'm working for Flynn. But like I'm wondering if he also took into account what he said about like we gotta, you know, we're both trying to make up for our past, so mm-hmm. we can't do it this way. You got we got to keep moving forward and stop looking back. Um, but yeah, uh, we get a real quick scene between Janard and uh, Elijah, and this was a this was a good scene. My only issue with it was Janard has a bunch of valid gripes. All of his his claims are valid. This conversation should have happened way earlier because this, you put this, this particular conversation before the, the random outburst where he's just like spazzing out. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the, you know, the, the, the talk he had with, with, uh, Diamond in the last episode about his, his willingness to just dive in head first with, um, Tommy. It makes Jannard's behavior. It makes, it makes that particular story paced better like that pacing would make much better sense this is like oh and by the way um here's why i'm angry at my brother and it's like i get it but this was this was out of sequence this 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 scene and conversation should have happened sooner Mm -hmm. um Anything on that? Uh, no, I think I agree with you as far as the scene in um, the conversation and his un- anger. Like we all, we all understand that. But also his casual drug use. This was another scene where they showed... they. I don't know if they're purposely doing this, but they yeah, went out I of the way to that. show him snorting coke heavily, and like this is not a party setting. This is not they out having fun. So he doing a little bump to you know make the party a little bit better. But he's just like in the middle of his regular days snorting cocaine. And I wonder if that's going to be a issue down the line um, between the CBI brothers. When if Diamond finds out how much of the product his brothers enjoying, um, given with the way this episode ends. Cause I peeped it too. Um, at the time I was like, yeah, that's, that's an interesting choice. But given the way this episode ends, I think it's become, it's going to become an even bigger problem because th- I think that's going to be his escape because the, and you know we'll get to it. Obviously, if you're watching, you know we shouldn't need to give you a. I mean, excuse me. If you're listening, you, we shouldn't need to give you a spoiler warning. Um, he he loses his confidant, mm-hmm. so the drugs is probably going to be all he can really turn to. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. We we get our our introduction to the big bad Mirkovich, and he don't play no games. Um, dude asks a simple question: What happened to my home girl? Random dude pops off at the mouth. He looked important, right? Obviously yeah. not important enough because he catches an instant bullet to the head. I mean, dude was so rude about it though. He was like, yeah he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely a dick about it. It's like I get it with the sexism and everything, but golly, that was that was a little over top even for TV. Yeah, <laughs> clearly that she was somebody like if the big boss is paying a visit because somebody <laughs> right. passed, right? Uh, clearly she's important to either the organization and him. So for you to just go straight into mouth off mode, um, you got what you deserved. Um, but Super I, reckless. Yeah, they, they they showed it. They set up the big bad. Uh, and they and, and also in the, in the first scene, of the show is that he's not to be played with because he dropped one of his own men in a blink of an eye. Indeed, indeed. So while we're on, you know, like we've mentioned how Diamond's sort of new sense of tranquility May be a a gift or a curse, um, and you could tell that even though we don't know his backstory to the fullest, it's sort of an arc for him. It's some development for him um, off screen of who he used to be. Um, we're getting some on screen character development where Tommy genuinely cares about Liliana, mm-hmm. uh, trying to protect her. Like, hey, the Serbs are involved, and this shit is nuts. And he tells her like, "You need to go." Like, it, it offered her all the bricks, mm-hmm. and we find out just how loyal she is because she's like, "Nah, you know, I let me work on this, and we'll talk about it later." But I'm not leaving because you know we're partners in mm-hmm. this. Um, it was a, it was. It, it, I might as well go ahead and combine the scenes because yeah, he comes back. Scene that was very similar to this yeah. scene. Yeah, he comes back and tries to really tell like, "Yo, it's really, really hot. Take all the bricks, get out of here, save yourself, protect yourself." It got a little dramatic. Yeah, I think they was a little too heavy-handed with it, and it, it basically set up that sh- something bad was about to happen to her, and I thought right. that was going to were her dead. Um, That's what I was expecting because th- they was really hamming it up. They went from uh, and it happened. All this stuff happened so fast. Literally a week ago, they was trying to kill each other, and now they the best of friends. And I don't know if it's. Because she's a connection to Tommy's old world As much as she wasn't really a part of his life His day to day life It's still a connection to New York And his time in New York And his time with ghosts So if he doesn't have some type of sympathy for her Because they both knew ghosts And he's still trying to hold on to Whatever he can't hold on of New York um, Or maybe they just been through Even though it's been a short amount of time They feel like they have been through some intense stuff together That already bonded them But I feel like this doesn't seem to fall in the line Of the character of Tommy Um to be this emotionally invested in Liliana when he's literally been hanging out with her for about, I don't even think it's been a week in the course of the series. Um, so, you know, I think it, 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 this th- these two episodes really set up some foreshadowing that something bad is going to happen to her. Um, but I think, it, from from my point of view, a little bit too heavy-handed. They need to dial it back a little bit. What, what, you, what do you think about this growing friendship? Does it seem genuine to you, organic, or... Do you feel like they kind of forced it? Um, that that particular pair of scenes forced it. Um, it was moving organically, um, and and I like it because I like Tommy having someone, you know, he can kind of look to and semi trust, because um, you know he fucking killed Spank and two bits in in New York or in the wind, who knows? But like him having someone on his team. Or, or you know, a a partner, someone to kind of have his back, but also kind of care for, and him, it. We see that the caring side isn't just for his brother. Like he's making some connections, and I think it eventually, with proper pacing, would have reached this point with Liliana. But in the course of the, these five episodes, it it definitely got heavy-handed in these two particular scenes where, you know, and our she's. This is the third scene with them together. And in the first two, you know, she's clowning him for liking getting kissed by a girl and all that. And the next two, it goes from like, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, and even his delivering that was just like, you should probably get out of here. You know, it's kind of dangerous, but like, not like a heart to heart, wherein he kind of comes with the same thing in the third scene. And then it just goes full on dramatic, like, I'm not leaving without you, and it, which is not what they said, but it might have been what, it might, it should have been, might as well had been words. Mm-hmm. It might as well have been what they were saying. Um, it definitely got, I'm with you, it definitely got a little heavy handed and, and a little dramatic, um, which made me think like, oh, she's probably gonna die in, knowing this series, this episode. Um, <laughs> which, damn it, it, it came close. Uh, but, now I'm I'm curious as if to does she survive the season? Mm. Um well, time will tell. Indeed. So, meanwhile, back at Claude's crib, uh, Maya's getting impatient. There's a real quick scene between the two of them, but Maya's is getting impatient. She wants this stuff moved, she's ready to get down to business. Um And she keeps making these and it comes up again later, but like she keeps making these statements about getting in bed with the wrong Flynn when truthfully it's like, my, you're, 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 you're a small Asian woman. Vic would work with you. Dad's not, he's not, he's probably going to call you something racist to your face and dismiss you. Um, So you, you got in bed with the right Flynn, but this, this random urgency, which that's the part I couldn't figure. I was like, why is she in such a rush? Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just the the corporate world or science world that she lives in, where as soon as something's kind of set, you know, you get these big ass private private funded contracts. Whatever. Mm. It's like that's not how the drug game. Works. But it's crazy because she she doesn't have any product. Like she's she's pushing Claudia to make all these moves immediately, but she barely has two. And we learned later. Oh, sorry. Later in the episode, she barely has two barrels of product to try to distribute to an entire city so I don't know, I didn't understand what the, what this push and this rush was um, but you know we'll never know because we know what the, what the fate of Maya was um, so I, I, that, was the, that was one thing about that scene I was like I don't understand why she's such so impatient um, when we learned that she doesn't really have any access to the product and she's not really the person that's responsible for the product we learned in the episode before is that um, the chemist, the black lady, whose name I don't remember damn, uh, she'll probably be back <laughs> I, I totally forgot, I was supposed to look into that but we'll find out next week next week uh so from there we get tommy making his proposal that it's a he wants to go head up with the serbs um we get some reconnaissance between our new three musketeers Mm -hmm. of crime and uh he he manages to talk diamond into it with uh with some negotiation and um offering him a bigger slice of the pie um this this is another weird thing in in this show because i'm i'm still not sure what tommy brings to the table to everybody else like we get diamond he has men he has cbi we get flynn he has a whole irish mob family why would they want to be tommy's partner like tommy's one man he don't bring no so he don't bring no muscle he don't have a bunch of money so he doesn't bring any money what is he bringing exactly that will make them want to give him an equal partnership Especially when the beef with the Serbians is not theirs it's, it's only Tommy's They don't care about CBI, they don't care about the Flans They only care about Tommy uh, So I'm, I'm, it, it has me scratching my head as to Why is Tommy so important to all these people's lives When he's one man Without an organization And without anything that he can offer them Other than I guess eight or nine stolen bricks I don't know I think if I had to guess I think Tommy is He's the face of change um and this is me, you know, slightly maybe doing the work for them. And me just kinda speculating and possibly projecting. But for them, he's he's Vic's ticket to to kind of doing his own thing. And he's Diamond's ticket to CBI getting a little bit more. Um, because if we're being truthful, he's the one that kind of bridged the connection between him and Vic, at the very least, um, he you know he tried with with uh, with with uh, S- Flynn Senior, but I think he's he's just the he's the 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 new face. He's the the guy with the golden ticket to to something different. Um, Maybe like I, I mean I'm not seeing it, and if you know I'm I'm I always trying to think if I'm the character why would I be interested in this? Um, but you know don't, I'm gonna don't dig too deep into it because we wouldn't have a show if right. nobody cared about Tommy. Right, right, um, but yeah, ticket to to something new is, and something better is pretty much the sales pitch that Diamond gives to Jannard, which he I feel like he was a hundred percent genuine. Like, look, this is our shot at something bigger and better. We got the biggest piece of the pie, mm-hmm. and and he, he, he made, sorry, he made a good point too. Uh, it, it's also the ticket from just being. Like he said, corner boys to these other big gangs. Right. Like they got them always out on the corner selling their product, moving their product, but they never really the people that are in charge. Um, so like it's time for them to step into the big leagues where they're not just uh, you know, the black gang or the gang we use because we we need to pedal drugs through the hood. Um, they can be real players, um, and and finally get a seat at the table. Cause it seems like all these other games work together, you know. The, you know and Flynn talked about it. he talked about uh, the Jews. I don't know if he said Jews. I'm sorry if it's just saying Jews randomly. Um, but I think he talked about the, like the Italians and the Polish, and I think he maybe mentioned the Serbians and how they all did business in the past, but they wouldn't do it with black people. Um, so you know, that's also part of the race factor that that never seems to disappear in this particular new series. They really are uh, for a show about a white guy. They really are doing a pretty good job of recognizing that black people even in the criminal world, are less valued. Um, so kudos to, you know, the showrunners for that. If you want to say something positive about a show that's having black people, you know, kill and sell drugs and stuff like that. Indeed, indeed. So we get, we get some some in-between. T- that. The next scene is pretty much the, the continuation of what we talked about as far as the uh, the telenovela that was Liana mm-hmm. and Tommy's, uh, heart to heart. Um, in the, inter- in the interim, we do get a quick scene where Tommy meets with Claudia and he kind of negotiates a deal. 60 uh, 40 him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she needs a favor. And uh, Tommy moves right. in on the product stash, the little bit that they have. Um, uh, <laughs> we get introduced to possibly another reoccurring character, Babito, big hey, dude that the was new working this. The new Black Girls. R- right. It's not in stream, but. I, I felt like a little bit, a bit of comic relief um, that we might see from time to time. Yeah. Cause he, he gave him the sales pitch. He's like, you smart dude. I could use someone like you. So who knows? Maybe he'll, maybe he will be his, his, you know, Chicago Grimace, Shytown grimace. Um. But meanwhile, while this is going on, the, the Serbs are on the move looking for Tommy and Tommy's also putting all of his pieces in play. As far as uh, getting the drop on the Serbs. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, while all this is going on, Liliana couldn't resist. I mean, you knew it was coming. Uh, Yeah, you knew it was coming. But like, damn, they couldn't make us wait for it. But, you know. (laughs) And the worst luck in the world. This woman came one day without somebody beating her ass. Oh, my gosh. Like, she do need to just stay in the house. Like, sadly. The crazy thing was. This stuff must be so strong. She only had a tiny bit. Granted, she snorted it. Yeah, she, and she did like a whole line. And that was another thing. She don't know nothing about this drug. She took, you know, a, for you know, for me, I'm a sampling. I might stick my finger in it, taste it a little bit. I'm not gonna take no full line of something that I know nothing about, or off the shrink of that I just know about my past drug experiences. So she was right. bold with it, and whatever it did, it didn't layer out like to, lay. Excuse me, it didn't layer out like a late Tommy out because he was laid out in the hood of the car but it definitely made her have no carriers in the world. And she immediately walked right out the door. Like I I saw that. I was like, Oh, so this is what we are doing, huh? You just forgot everything you just promised to maybe 20 minutes ago. And you just about the baby's day out, wander around the city. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, We get a, we get a, we get a really nice scene between Vic and Gloria, which, you know, we've said in the past, and me personally, I don't necessarily care, but this was like, Vic really loves Gloria, Mm -hmm. like on some real stuff. Like this is, this ain't no, no, no fairy tale to him. This is, this is real deal. However, I do have to point out that, and up until this episode, she was just kind of aloof. She was down. Yeah. And I'm all I kept thinking was, is this because Tommy was like, I'ma go ahead and I'ma go ahead and pass for now at least? So she was like, you know what? I think it's less that and more that before, she knows he's not gonna do nothing without his father. But now the fact this man said he's buying land, he's gonna buy her house, I think she was only giving herself so much to him because she knew he could never give his, his full self to her. But now even though Technically, clean know how it's been built I think the gesture was so much to her That She had strong feelings for him And they kind of just pushed him over the top um, it, it, That's that's my point of view. I think they both do have I, I know he's like head over heels in love with her And I think she loves him as much But she was just kind of playing Keeping him at R's length Because she know what his job is What his business is And she know how connected he is to his father And his father just ain't having no black woman As a part of his life as as we see when he comes yeah. to confront her, oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna let you get into that. But yeah, the gesture was so big that you know it was enough to push her on top of that car and mm-hmm. get down in broad fucking daylight. But they seem to be far away from everybody else, other than that little not far enough, mustache, <clears throat> Polly. Um, I wonder how long but, he waited and how, how much he watched. Right, but go ahead and go into that that confront. Well, not necessarily the confrontation just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and go into Polly, pretty much being the voice of reason. Yeah, so he, so he goes to talk to Flynn Jr., gives him the... Flynn Jr., Flynn Sr., shows him the picture. Uh, it's pervert pictures. Um, <laughs> and then he kind of really, really has a hard talk to him. And he's like, look, you know, because he... And he's talking kind of father to father. His son is gone, um, but he was like, you still got a chance with your kids. Um, but you got to kind of like, I guess, work with them or meet them. Um, or you're going to lose them. Um, and, and how much of that vixen Senior took in, I don't know, because he just seems like a... Stubborn, old school setting this his way kind of guy that he not going to listen to no type of reason from anybody else. But I think this was definitely a pitch by mustache to, um, really get Flynn senior to reevaluate his thing before he loses his children. Like uh um, mustache has lost his child to drugs. So would you, would you think of like that little brief interaction? Do you think, you know, is mustache in the right point? Do you think Flynn senior is ever going to listen to this or is he just buying this time as who he end up being? Um, when it was going down, I thought he really took it to heart because at least it seemed like it. And he did seem to really, you know, as hard headed as he is, like he, he, he clearly does value Pauly's insight. Um, and he was right. Like, look, dude, like your your son really does love this girl. And he's going these lengths for her despite knowing what you really want. So it's like you might as well let him live. Because once you're gone, you can't, you know, there's ain't shit you can do. You know what I mean? Like, it seems now more so than ever, once you're gone, he's going to try and be with her. So it's like, you could either get on board while you're still alive, or you can watch from the pits of hell. Mm -hmm. Because that's where you're going. Um, But yeah, I I did enjoy that. I I liked Pauly kind of being the voice of reason to this guy. Um, We would immediately find out another scene later that... Nah, he did not drink. He did not take that shit in at all. He immediately goes to to Glow to give her a warning, um, or slash threat. Uh, but also opportunity. He gave her an offer as well. True, true. To kind of make it worth her while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also, in his, you know, he from his point of view, he's trying to dictate what was and what won't be. Um, right. So he he gave her some very nice compliments that. You know, ultimately were also insults, uh, when he, you know, praises on how attractive she was, he understands why his, what his son sees in her, uh, but he also still on that racist stuff, you know, you will never be the face that my son wakes up to every morning, and you'll never be, uh, the face that my grandkids see, uh, so, you know, he's not gonna change his ways, uh, he's still so caught up on this racial stuff that he, damn his son's happiness, uh, damn anything other than his, his son marrying some poor Irish girl, um, but you know in the middle of that he, he he talks to her is aggressive with her even puts his hands on her um but at the end offers her an opportunity apparently she's in debt to them that's why she pays them off weekly or however often she does it and he's willing to clear that entire debt if she would just leave his son alone um we don't know how much the debt is i don't think they ever say how much it is exactly uh but you know that's a bold move on his part um ultimately I think it's foolhardy because like you said he'll be gone soon and then at that point his son will still do it but I guess if he's dead who cares as long as he made it to his life without seeing it as this black woman then I think he may be satisfied with that um, but yeah Flynn is just still being an asshole about this race stuff and I don't think there's nothing that's going to change right he even so go- goes so far to mention that the only reason y'all talking is because of a debt that you owe me mm-hmm. um, which was super grimy and i think it's i don't know if she ever knew or if she never considered it um but that that one definitely kind of kind of hit her hard um but in the process of all this uh we we see two things happen one um she gets tipped off that he's clearly not well um how claudia seems to be the only person who doesn't notice this is Mm -hmm. weird but granted she she doesn't you know she's not really here for her dad anyway, because he's been pretty much disrespecting her since episode one. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, our random federal agents are trying to find their way. We find out that they're actually looking into Flynn and it seems that Pauly is going to be their way in, which I thought was interesting. And all I could think, all I could think was like, how did they know to single out Pauly and what's going to be their angle? Any, any thoughts on that particular point? Yeah, I mean, it was good to, to see what, that they uh, introduced these cops or give us a little bit more story as to what they're doing and why they're there because I didn't know what they were doing there at first. And I actually, I told you, I thought that black cop was the other black cop. Um, so I was uh, that shows was a little I was paying attention to him. So I'm glad we get to know what they're doing. Um, Paul, he seemed like a loyal guy, though. So I don't know what they're going to do or what that are, they are going to try to make to flip him. Um, but I'm going to get you to see what's going to happen because he don't seem like the flipable type. I, I, with the exception, if they do something to his son. They can get his son. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think maybe they find his son, and use him as leverage. Yeah. So from there, we go to we go to the Egan house, where JP is, you know, getting a little sentimental, and he he wants to know his mother. Like he knows she ain't shit, but like he still wants to know. He wants to know her, and we get a really interesting realization from him that. One of them, either his father or her, kept them in vicinity, like within the vicinity of each other, because he actually sees Tommy in the background of one of his pictures, um, amongst his grandmother's things. Which I was like, that's that's odd. That is odd. Any any thoughts on that? And JP's, no, you know, I think this was just longing keep for JP connection. In this episode, man. You said what? I think. I thought this scene was just a way to keep JP in this episode. Get <laughs> him a check. flow With the rest of the episode. Um, and, and honestly, this whole JP storyline is just not really matching with the, the overall feel of this show. Um, so hopefully, you know, it, there's a payoff to it. Uh, well, maybe they get him more involved. Because right now, I feel like this is another situation where we're living in two different worlds. Two different shows are going on. Um, so all this, you know, half the show is fun, violence, and shooting, and drug dealing, and the other, some, the other half is just like a sad sack, like uh, looking for his mom, and I just don't feel like it's really, it doesn't really flow with the with the nature of the rest of the show, um, so it's making me like kind of being off putting to JP, like I'm not really interested in this story because they haven't really given me a reason, other than they just made him Tommy's brother to be interested in this guy, so I hope they do a little bit more to develop him. Um, in future episodes over the course of the, the next five before the end of the season. It's power with a sprinkle of this is us mm-hmm. in there. Um, I'm not mad at it. Um, I buy it a little more than what they were doing with the professors on book two. Um, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, I think I think hopefully they, they flesh him out a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just got the feeling that he he just wants to know like, I think he if, if Kate were dead, he'd be like, well, damn, you know, If and Tommy gives his rundown of who Kate was. um, I, In fact, that's that just hit me. He's going through this is his way of going through what his son is going through. Like he he wants to know why his his parent wasn't there um, and he's just trying to figure it out for himself. And I think this is just his way of going about it as opposed to his son's violent way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's time for the plan. It's time for the the broad daylight. Let's kill a bunch of people plan. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of one side getting ready, we see that Liliana has been captured because, of course, yeah. So easy, <laughs> no, no worries at all. They caught her with a snow cone and they just yanked her off the street. Tragic. Uh, so in our first hit. Which goes down fairly effortlessly. Um, Also, like we said before that first hit, poor Liliana, this girl got to get, she got to get a win. Before she goes down, because I feel like, you know, I feel like it has to happen at some point. The girl's got to get a win because she's been, she's been getting rocked damn near every other episode at this Mm -hmm. point. We're five in. Um, But, yeah, the girl gets her finger broken and her nose busted. And I was like, jeez. I didn't think they were going to show the the broken middle finger. Did you? I didn't know what they were doing. It was, it was cool, though. It looked cool when they showed sure, her still flipping the finger with it all twisted and gnarly. Right. Um, yeah, You're right. She, she definitely has been abused a lot. Um, so hopefully at some point she'll get some revenge on somebody. Indeed. So like I said, the first hit goes down, seemingly with no problems. And bam, down goes Simon. Tragic. I did not see that coming because holy crap. Simon was a dick, but he was Vic's man. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, maybe we'd get a little more uh, shenanigans from Simon, but no. (laughs) Simon, the actor, probably has more. I hope he's got more stuff to do because, damn, you were in what? Two, technically three, three and a half episodes. Well, not even you didn't even have that many scenes. You were in three episodes and you get mm, headshotted in what's supposed to be you and your boys' big moment? Any mm-hmm. thoughts on that first scene? No, it's just the craziness is just that uh, these guys, these headshots—the way you, know, you oh, think they yeah. would train military uh, snipers—the way that they all can shoot so well, they, they're just all great shots. So um, that's uh, and that was kind of the ludicrous part of it. Uh, I thought C- CBI was gonna have like this army of people, but it was literally basically Tommy, Vic, Diamond, Jay. E and and um I don't forgot dude name already the one you just said got killed Simon Simon taking on all these different groups of Serbs and just knocking them all off um so Simon rest in peace I barely remember you uh but uh you know this was another thing where they tried to make it seem how important he was to uh Vic but it's hard to do that when you only seen the guy twice exactly so you know the the second death that we saw was a little bit more. Um, impactful because we had seen this him every we had seen him every episode and we had also seen how tight they were how this was is basically his right hand man uh, so we understand how dude, we'll get to it we'll okay. get to that. We, gotta get it we got to get the in between we got to get the in between real quick just in-between? to get it out the way the in between was uh, Claudia getting her hands dirty uh, Maya's decided she's had enough oh yeah yeah smacks up Claudia feisty. <laughs> I don't know. Heisty. Her little self. She about four yeah. feet tall, and she ready to try to knock somebody out. Hey, man, she she was ready to throw the hands, um, and then we we get a quick this that like that little sequence along in a different show, um, the the right in the camera eyes widening, mm-hmm. and the you know the stab. I was like, oh wow, well Claudia Claudia caught her first body that we know of, mm-hmm. and um, we we see that she's. She's clearly it's her first because she was not ready for this. Um, and down goes my, yeah, uh, which I, I was like, want to take it, dude, but I, yeah, she definitely didn't want to take it there, but right, but she got to work on her, um, her, <laughs> her, uh, her conflict resolution because, uh, you can't just go around stabbing people, especially when you don't know how to get rid of a body, as we see later. So, from there. As you stated, we go to the next hit, which is supposed to be the last hit. They're expecting Mirkovich to be there. Um, I don't know why uh, something on screen, we're assuming. And like you said, in the midst of this, there's these there's these miraculous headshots. Almost every goon died from a headshot, um, except for the guy on one of the guys upstairs. And it's like, uh, I was kind of with you on that. I was like, that's just kind of bad action planning. Everybody can't, you know, hit headshots like that. Some of these guys got to catch body shots and everything. They got it right with E because E, clearly not a sharpshooter, goes upstairs and just tries to spray and pray. Spray and pray does not work for him. Catches a bullet to the neck. I also thought it was strange that E was wearing like a gray sweatsuit with a vest on, while everybody else is dressed in black, um, and yeah, down goes E, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a more vital part of the the series long term, but I guess his time was up. Um, but I think this is gonna be like a really a catalyst for Jay really going over the breaking point. He already had his issues with his brother. He got a serious issue with Tommy. And I know he's going to blame Tommy for E's death because if they wouldn't have been following Tommy's plan, E wouldn't have been in that building and E wouldn't have been dead. And, um, I think this is going to push Jay, um, over the, over the edge. Definitely. So I was right there in that moment. Like, why would you get rid of him so soon? Like, yeah, he can die, but this seems abrupt. This is episode five. Um, Simon, I don't really care that much about. He could have probably lived a little bit longer, but like, I I was not expecting them to kill off this character so soon. Then I remembered not too long ago, and it might have been during the, you know, while they were the production of this. Do you remember when Jeremiah was in the hospital with like health issues for like a month or so? I didn't even know that was Jeremiah. Yeah, I, somebody was saying I was uh, looking at something after the fact they were like oh that was German. I was like bruh that singer dude I have no idea what he looked like but I know the name so yeah. I didn't know that was him at all yeah so I'm wondering if if there was always the plan to kill him off in episode 5 or if it was like hey man um, he's not doing so hot and we need to get him healthy so let's just get his character out of there um, because it seemed really, really abrupt and fifty and him have been tight, it seems, especially the way he you know, fifty was riding for him while he was in the hospital. Um I think he on a the theme song. He is. He is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't think fifty would intentionally like give this dude just five episodes and then kill him off. Like I think he let him, you know but let maybe, him sprinkle a bit. I mean in the course of the show I think it might be in the best interest of it. So like every character don't need to last you know, for six, seven years, I think... Oh, yeah. Uh, ...to show... I think him being gone will have a better impact on the show and Jay's demeanor uh, than, you know, just having him around for the sake of having him around. While while I get that, I think you can... I feel like you could still get that effect with him being maybe hospitalized and just, like, out of commission. Like... <clears throat> like, in critical condition or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect... You know, and like I said... I agree with you. Like he, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be alive the whole time. But like episode five, like he was gonna be part of Jannard's, like master plan. Like he was gonna be his right hand man in in his his betrayal of you know of Diamond. So I was like to to straight up kill him off. Like you're you're absolutely right. It's definitely as we see at the end of the episode. It's definitely the catalyst for you know Jannard's, you know rampage mode. But I feel like you could have gotten the same effect unless, unless I'm right. And they wrote him off because of his health issues. Um, but if that wasn't the case, I was like, I feel like you still could have gotten the same. Um, you could have gotten the same thing with him possibly being like mortally wounded or like in critical condition. Cause then you could play up like him coming to visit him in the hospital and talking to his family or something like that to, to drive him even further. Um, but just the theory, like I'm really curious as if to that's why they got him out of there so quick, because it, it, it felt super abrupt. Um, so for the most part, the deal is done. They hit most of the Serbs where it hurts. Granted, Mirkovic wasn't there. The deal is done. Um, we get our, our villain call. I got your girl. And Tommy being newfound Robin Hood. Is like, hey man, we gotta save her. And all of them, rightfully, were like, Nope. We did what you asked us to do. And in the process, some of us lost people close to us. You want her, you go get her. Um, no honor amongst thieves, but also businessmen. They did what they what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's on the way to, to rescue Liliana. What did you think about that scene? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was weird that they, you know, we are business partners, but they, I guess they were like, you know, that's not our business. Our business is taking out these serves, getting a pipeline, but you think they would will be willing to help them go get the top serve if their whole goal is to eliminate the serves. So I didn't right. understand why they would be like, no. Uh, I, it's not like he's saying, let's go save her from a random third party. He's saying, let's go save her from the people we just literally shot all up. Um, uh, But they said no. Uh, so he was like, hey, he going to go do his own thing. And then this was the, the most confusing part when we get to this final scene. Um, you know, I get... I don't want to say all the interaction and talking. Like, why are they still talking to Tommy? They got the drop on them. It's like five of them. They got Liliana. Or they just put a bullet in this man and walk on about their business. It, it just... I hate when TV shows don't do anything that makes any type of common sense that any person would do. They rather have the villain do this monologue or have to explain to the good guy you know, why they're doing whatever they're doing as opposed to just the the bad guy, just putting the good guy in the ground and calling it a day. Um, You know, so you want to, you want to kind of describe the scene and what happened and your thoughts on it. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, the, I, the answer is because we, you know, no, no show would last if that was, if that was the case. Um, But he got lucky. He got real lucky in this. Um, That apparently Jannard, with the unintentional save or luckily on their behalf, uh, comes up and sprays them down. But yeah, I, to echo what you said earlier, while I totally agree, it's like, why don't we go and kill the guy we came to kill since we know where he is from their standpoint. I see it as like, nah, we've already lost. Like, we're not going to take a risk on losing more people and possibly getting ourselves killed. Uh, in the process. Um, But yeah, they they somehow got lucky and he gets her back even though she takes a bullet to the shoulder. Uh, Luckily for her, it goes straight through. And well, on the way to this, we get our montage of people kind of dealing with what Tommy was dealing with, their repercussions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get Jannard looking at uh, Diamond, who's probably contemplating how everything went down, obviously feeling... Uh, anger because he asked them to be in this situation. Uh, we get... We get... Um, Claudia doing drugs and reflecting about her actions with Lee. Mm-hmm, Who's still on the floor. Yeah, be, beautiful. <laughs> that, man. We get uh, Glow, who's evaluating her options. Um, that was a lot of money Claudia said that land was worth. She could sell that and truly start over um I thought it was interesting she was holding her her uh, her her ex-husband well I don't want to call him ex but her husband's dog tags mm-hmm. uh while this was going on um we get Vic mourning uh Simon I guess tossing his gun um we get Father Flynn struggling to breathe cause he knows his his clock is ticking and uh the the scene ends with Jannard uh not, uh, uh, having his own way of uh grieving by you know step one of it's time to kill Tommy mm-hmm. because that that's all there is left now, um, and that's where the scene ends. Um, any any final thoughts on the overall? No, I mean it was like I said, it was a good episode. Some mind scratching, head scratching things. But I think it's on a good path. I think they're still going down a good path when it comes to the show. Uh, so I enjoyed the episode in general. Uh, uh, what's your final thoughts? And I want to ask your question about uh, this drama about it not being renewed for a second season just yet. Um, again, I was pleased with the with the episode. But I feel like some of the pacing choices are what make me scratch my head. And I promise I'm not like this with everything that I watch. Um, But because we have to talk about this for this podcast, I am we are we can be a little hyper observant Um, and we're not the guys that just like, you know, we we just talk about the highlights and the the meme worthy stuff in the quotes. It's like we actually do care about how this how this is constructed. And, you know, after how many seasons of multiple iterations of this, this universe, the fact that some of these pacing issues are still happening is a concern for me. Um, but you know, I'm a fan and I'm still going to ride. Uh, but you know, nothing is above critique. Um, so sorry. What was, what was the question you had for me? I I was saying, uh, have you heard about the thing where apparently it has been renewed and people are like nervous about it, not getting a second season. Um, I saw 50 posted something like that. Like he's packing up his stuff and he's leaving stars. And I had to remind myself that 50 does this, does this every other season. Like he threatens to leave stars. Um, and the dude's a marketing genius. Um, granted it, I can see the understand for the cause of concern when I want to say book two was renewed after what the first three episodes, maybe. Um, well actually no it might have been the first five because I feel like they 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 did their first five and then they had to take that break because of COVID and I think yeah. they had to do the reshoots and it was in that time they announced that it was being renewed I think so um, and I think that's why people were getting all worked up about it because this is the fifth season, the fifth episode and it's still all the other shows have been renewed by it I think Raising Kane had already been renewed for a second season uh, Ghosts had been renewed for a second season and then again for a third season um, and apparently this was like stars is most I don't know if the numbers have maintained, but at least for the premiere it was one of the I think the highest rated premiere in the history of stars. Uh so people are just kinda a little nervous as though, well, you know, this is a popular show, a popular character, a part of a popular franchise. Why haven't we been greenlighted for a second season? And
1: then yeah. maybe
0: stars are just dragging their feet. Maybe they just build intention. Maybe they working out a new deal with fifty or whatever may be. Um so I'm just curious to, to, you know, what you had heard about it, what your thoughts were. Yeah, I, I saw that post and while it's they're all valid concerns at this point. I, I think they're good. Um, and as crazy as things are these days, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the tinfoil hat route. And I think stars and 50 are taking the wrestler approach and they're building up tension. They're building up like drama. Um, I feel like it would almost be it almost be suicide to not renew this series. Now, this could bite influence in the ass, but like I don't see them doing a one and done on this when they when they know they have another series coming. Um, So I think I think truthfully, because like I said, 50 does this every other season um, to just kind of build up the tension because he knows the dude knows how to trend. Um, That's one that's one thing him and Kanye have in common. They know how to trend. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, if they want to be in that that trending slot, they gonna get in there. Um, so, like, I I wouldn't be shocked if you know one or one of parties or both parties are just like, you know what, let's let's draw it out a little bit, let's get the buzz going, give the people something to talk about, and you know we'll just drop it on them. Um, I I would be mortified and shocked if they didn't renew it. Uh, but I think I think he's good. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they would do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's probably likely that there'll be a second season. Just curious. Indeed, indeed. Any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Nah, man. Ready for next week. See what happens. Indeed. We're we're getting close to, I think we have maybe, let's see. So, so we did five, five more. Yep. And the, like I said, I, I did look ahead to the dates. And I want to say there's going to be like a week or two week break after episode 8 if that's i'm not mistaken common. yeah which is the norm yeah which is the norm however like the way things kind of went with this and the the tension i wouldn't have been shocked if they would have done a mid-season finale and maybe took a week off after this one cuz it was a lot um but we're not going to have to wait long for you know what happens next um so yeah ladies and gentlemen you know where to find us You're always welcome to like, comment, share, subscribe. We encourage it. We welcome it. We love it. So for me, Triple D, and for him, Carlos D. D, we'll see you guys next time.